She's Julie Roxanne. And he's Alistair. And And this this is Far Out. A podcast about stepping off the beaten path and learning to live from our center. I mean, that's pretty much what this podcast is about. <laughs> You've been around for a while. We reflect while. on our lives, and then we reflect on the podcast. And then we reflect on reflecting. <laughs> <laughs> I can only be me, so there's... <laughs> yeah. But, but so, there's some, so in a way, it's like, it's not a freedom at all. <laughs> it's like, it's just what I have, have to be, you know? But in another way, there's a freedom to that. theme here is we think we find you yeah. know oh, okay this is where we're going to be great and yeah. every time it's i have to say though i feel like that last one that la- really like cured a lot of that for me <laughs> i am no longer i have no expectations about what life's gonna look like anymore because i don't know every time i think i know something crazy happens Well, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Far Out Podcast. It's the Far Out Podcast. <laughs> it's episode 100. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> As you can see, we have a very special effects in the studio Imagine today. lasers and confetti, and <laughs> we're having a party here. We are. We are. It's yeah. It's epic. We're so excited for this episode. We're so excited for the next hundred. And we thought this would be a great opportunity to not only reintroduce ourselves, but also sort of like talk about what we care about. And you know what? What's what's funny is we actually never introduced ourselves on this podcast. I don't think we did. No, I've never been good at introductions. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's like don't don't put Alistair in a cocktail party. It's terrible. No, it's actually it's crazy. Sometimes on workshops and stuff when I have a new group, I forget to introduce myself and you just I just, go I just go and Kelly has my business partner has to remind me like oh we need to introduce who we are some people don't know who you are Alistair I know that's hard to imagine but not everyone knows who you are uh, so today we actually take the time to introduce ourselves and to also share what we care about because I think this is the underlying thing of who we are why why are we doing what we do and what is this crazy journey we've been on for 100 episodes yes. and why should you tune in if you're if you're new or maybe even if you've been around for a while what is this podcast about so I think it's going to be a lot here if you're new this will be a great kind of time to get to know us and get to know what you can expect from this podcast and maybe why you might want to go back and listen to the early episodes and all the craziness there and if you're an OG I think this will be a nice walk down memory lane and just uh you know it'll be fun to see see where we're at and and sometimes sometimes it's important to take stock before you jump into the next adventure yeah and we're definitely on the brink of a new adventure all right let's just get into it let's get into it Bonjour, Julie Roxanne. <laughs> Bonjour, Alistair. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hello. Bienvenue. Bienvenue to the Pharrell Podcast. It's great to have you here. It's especially great because today is episode 100. One fucking hundred. One fucking hundred. One fucking hundred. And to put it in context, that means that we've published a Pharrell episode Every week for a hundred weeks. I remember when we started, and that seemed like so far away. I like remember. It, I think that was the goal that you stated. That, that was. was like, I want to make it to a hundred. That was. And so you, this is the last episode <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you, everyone. We're done. Actually, that doesn't work because we've joke. already recorded 101. <laughs> don't don't freak out. That was a joke. Yeah, but so in my mind, yeah, 100 was as far as I could look, and it's terrified me to look that far. Yeah. And I remember there, you know, I would say there's been like four really significant numbers with mm-hmm. the podcast. Mm-hmm. Number one. Yeah. That was very significant. Putting the first one out. Number 20. Number 20 felt important. Yeah. Or around there. And I think we did around number 20, we did our first kind of review review of the podcast, how things were going. 
Number 50. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of a big sweet. number. Yeah. Uh, and I think, again, we talked about the podcast. And then this one, yeah. number 100. Yeah. And we're going to... We're going to reflect on on the journey a little bit today. Yes, we're going to reflect. Because boy, oh boy, do we like to reflect. I mean, that's pretty much what this podcast is about. <laughs> You've been around for a little while. We reflect while. on our lives and then we reflect on the podcast. And then we reflect on reflecting. <laughs> <laughs> we have very uh, thoughtful people listening to this podcast. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. But there is something that we've noticed, which is that there's a fair amount of new people here. So if you're one of them, welcome. Yeah. It's amazing you got here. I'm yeah. not quite sure how you did, but it, it's amazing. And uh, we we kind of, you know, 100 episodes, we kind of want to talk about this journey and a little bit about who we are and what we care about. Yeah, because I think, you know, I, I, I'm on Instagram and every so often on Instagram, you see these posts where like big accounts, they grow for some reason, they have a big growth spurt and then they're like, here's an introduction post and like they kind of reintroduce themselves to all the new people and I figured like if you're new here you might not have gone back to the old episodes you know to figure out who we were we do have some like diehards that go back and then listen through and I gotta say more power to you that's really awesome I love hearing that I do too. It's a, these hundred episodes contain quite the journey. If you listen to all of them, they contain quite the journey. But also these platforms that we curate, like a podcast, especially when we've been at it for two years, because, you know, hundred episode, hundred weeks, that's two years for anyone who's uh, kind of good at math like me. Uh, and like it, they force you to figure out what you're about. In some ways. And it's a, it's a difficult question. Like, what do you care about? What is the reason you want to be active in the world? Why are you turning on the mic every week? Yeah. yeah. Why are you making the effort? Yeah. This podcast takes a lot of effort. Yeah. So you better be motivated. You better <laughs> figure out what you care about. And it, you better have a why behind it. So Julie Roxanne, what do you care about? Ooh. Why do you do this podcast? Well, yeah, and this is like my pretend you have a picture of me just posing, and this is my like introduction post. Like, who is Julie Roxanne? That's quite the interesting question, and it can go really, really deep. But I think I like I like to define who I am by what I care about because I think that's what motivates all my actions and the way I show up in the world. Um, so first off, that tells you a lot about who I am. Just just that belief system. My two biggest values are connection and future generations. Those are sort of the, I think they're the two guidelines for my, for my actions in general. And, and everything else kind of supports that. But I will say there are a few others that I would throw in there as like supportive values that, that are only here to support these two main values. Freedom is a big one for me. Uh, personal sovereignty, health, but in like the more the more holistic way that you know, like whole body, whole mind, spiritual health. Like this, this kind of I see it as a circle that encompasses all of the areas of our lives. For as long as I can remember, I've been fascinated and also very aware of the responsibility that we have towards the future generations and the the future societies that we're creating. And and I think very early on I realized that it was linked to the way we, we parent and, and the way that children are brought up into the world. Um so that actually a funny story is um I was a very troubled teenager. Uh you know you kind of like your mess becomes your message. Your wound becomes the reason you do things. And I think I had a, I, I was a pretty troubled child and teenager. And, and up until recently, I would say I was like majorly depressed throughout most of my life. And anxiety was my favorite companion. And uh, I went into therapy when I was 14. And I remember thinking at that time that I was not going for myself I was not going to feel better myself just for my own personal, like personal benefit. I was going to do the work for my future children and for future generations. Like that 
always has been the motivator behind everything I do. And, and so as a result, a lot of what I care about these days is like healing my own shit, helping people heal their own shit, helping people connect the dots to this happened and then this happened. How are they related? I think it's fascinating to to kind of look at, you know, what we eat and how we move our bodies and and in our everyday environment and our communities and the way we show up as like kind of mammals. Like that's another thing I love is just like considering our bodies as like primal mammalian entities, not separated from from their environment and the natural world. So yeah, I'm I'm just I'm fascinated by how our bodies work and how to reach optimal health and and not just in a I want to feel healthy because it feels good, but how do we feel our best to radiate outward to our communities and the people around us and our future children. So I think that's what I care about. <laughs> it's hard. I have to get in a particular mindset to to really think about it. And, and because these things feel so close to my heart and I kind of carry them all the time with me, they seem normal and they're hard to articulate because, but because doesn't everyone else feel that way? I now know, no, like other people have other priorities and that's great too. And I think because connection is another one of my big values, I love to figure out. I truly believe that underlying all of our differences, there are common goals that we want to achieve. I think everyone wants to be happy. I think everyone wants to have a happy family. And I think we just have different ways of getting there and different beliefs about how we get there. And I just really love to find the threads of connection rather than what opposes me to someone else. That doesn't mean I'm friends with everyone. Like sometimes people say stuff. I'm like, no, I'm not going to dig around. But if I care, you bet your ass I'm going to try to connect with you and totally understand your point of view and not put mine onto you. Like that's, Mm. I think that's who I am uh, on a deeper level. I don't know. Who are you, Alistair? What do you care about? Yeah, I get irritated when I get this question because I, I don't know how to answer it. He just got irritated <laughs> before we started recording this podcast. I was like, so, okay, outline. We're going to talk about who we are. And he's like, oh. <laughs> so maybe, no, but what do you care about? Um, so I think what, I, you know, one thing that's been cool, like doing this podcast is a bit of a journal about what you care about. Mm. So in a way you can look at the, you could just look at the titles of the last hundred episodes and get a sense of what we care about. Or you could just look at the title of this podcast, uh, which is far out. Mm. Um, and to me, far out's always been a metaphor for, for this curiosity I've had, this kind of question that I've been really exploring and trying to answer in my life, which is, what happens when you go so far out that you become yourself? Because in my mind, that's the furthest out you can get mm-hmm. is when you really inhabit your individuality, when you become you. Because mm-hmm. at that point, that's that's something only you can do. Yeah. That's a place only you can ha- inhabit, right? That's, that's fucking far out in my mind. That's what far out is, is about becoming you. So this project has has been partly my exploration into becoming me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when we started this, I was fresh off, you know, several years traveling. And really, we we didn't have a lot going on. And we kind of made this decision that we wanted to, you know, we had made some discoveries for ourselves. We had discovered each other. And and we felt like it was time to kind of return in some way or to start in, engaging with others and start finding our tribe and our people. Mm. And this podcast was the first step for that. And so my two values are, well, I've actually realized, so up until now, it's been freedom and authenticity. And I've kind of replaced authenticity um, as I've been thinking about it lately with integrity. Yeah. Um, actually, the 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 political situation in the U.S. has helped me realize that integrity um, is really one of my top values, Mm -hmm. which is why it's really hard to be here right now. But freedom and integrity, and I think they kind of, it's the freedom to to be me Mm -hmm. and to explore who I am. And then 
that integrity, that wholeness of being me uh, in the world and, and really acting that out and embodying that. Um, I think that's, that's, that's really important. Um, and that requires knowing who I am. That requires self-awareness. And I would say these are self-knowledge, self-awareness. These are definitely supporting pillars of, of freedom and in- integrity. And I think there's another thing is that I've become more free as I've stepped more into who I am. There, it's kind of like an odd freedom because in a way it's like I can only be me. So there's, yeah. <laughs> but, but so, so in a way it's like, it's not a freedom at all. <laughs> it's like, it's just what I have, have to be, you know, <laughs> but in another way, there's a freedom to that, which is kind of hard to explain. Um, and I think, you know, if I look at some of the other projects that I'm involved with, I also do coaching. Uh, I work with people around topics like freedom in their finances and around topics like integrity and personality and consciousness. So really helping people explore who they are uh, uh, through, through type as another thing. And then, and uh, I, another thing I do is I started a, a company with a friend of ours, Kelly. Um, and uh, in the beginning we were, we were leading retreats. Um, and so I was a guide, mm-hmm. uh, which, which is a wilderness guide. And uh, then kind of the pandemic happened and canceled all of our retreats. Yeah. Uh, and we had to kind of shift. And it really was a catalyst for something we already wanted to do, uh, except for we had booked ourselves with retreats and, mm-hmm. and we weren't going to have the time. So in a way, it was kind of an opportunity. It kind of forced us to do what we wanted to do from the beginning. And so that's shifting to a, a bigger project, which I would say is more... Um, it's not, ju- it's, it's about going on journeys, but it's also about leading workshops and courses and really leading a community of people who we're calling the wild minded. And the idea there is, is very similar, which is to get in touch with our inner wildness, mm-hmm. our inner uniqueness. Um, and so this seems to be a current that's, that's going through everything I'm doing at the moment. And it's something I'm fascinated by. And I think this podcast in a way has been us partly documenting that journey of us becoming us. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, And then it's also been exploring the ideas that have fascinated us as, as we go on that journey, exploring the things that we're finding helpful Mm -hmm. on that journey. Uh, and, and I expect that a lot of the people, I mean, I know from the people we've talked to that there's a lot of people like that that are listening to this podcast. Um, and and uh, I love that. Yeah. I also, I also love that every time someone kind of stumbles onto the podcast and starts binge listening to it, that they always say the same thing, which is, I feel like I know you guys. That is one of the biggest compliments you can give us, probably, because I think we are really trying. That's like one of the biggest threads of this podcast. I like what you said about documenting. I think we want to be really candid and open and and honest and show up when we don't always have all the answers because we're more interested in the journey than the the hacks and the tips to get somewhere. I Mm -hmm. think uh, we constantly fall prey to this idea that there's anywhere to get. And I constantly get reminded that there's nowhere to get to. And it's just it's just the journey and the unfolding. And that's what we're trying to talk about on this podcast. Yeah, it's it's the outer journey, but it's also the inner journey. And I know we said this back around episode 50 when we talked about the podcast, I think. I think it was an episode called The Spirituality of Podcasting or something like that. No, no, no. The spirituality of podcasting was episode 28. Oh, okay. So all the way back at episode 20. (laughs) But I think it still remains true. Um, This is why I find podcasting such a special medium, which is that it's a place where you can have unfiltered conversations, Mm -hmm. where you can have these kind of intimate conversations uh, with each other. And I still feel like there's not a lot of spaces like that. There's not a lot of places where you can you can find that kind of candidness, and and I think there are a couple. You know, I think maybe sometimes on on um, there's blogs, yeah. maybe sometimes on YouTube, 
although I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there are a few of these places where you can just hear people talking about their journey. Yeah. And I think I think that's really, really special. And it's why I still think podcasting is worth doing. Totally. And I stand corrected. I think we re- that episode is probably around like 60 or 70 because we recorded that when we were still in Guatemala. Mm. So we'll put all the links to those episodes we're mentioning in the show notes that live at thefaroutlife. I think something that we can do now is just review or share a little bit about the journey over the last two years. Yeah, maybe you just got here or maybe you've been listening to us for a little while, but uh, and you don't know our full journey. I just I think it's important to give some context and maybe we don't. The full journey is a long one. I, I think I just want to reflect on the last two years because it's been a fucking crazy ride. It's like life was already a certain kind of intense before Alistair and I met. But I feel like the moment we met, the universe like, oh, great, let's crank it up a notch. And things have just been speeding up and speeding up and speeding up. I also get the feeling there's a collective energy that's just doing that, period. And I think a lot of people are feeling that. But in our life, in our lives, it's been really crazy because... Man, when we started this podcast, we were living in a renovated, like self-renovated trailer that we had no car to tow. And it we had was, parked it in the woods. It was stuck in the woods in France on a piece of land of people that that we knew. And we we were like dead set on spending the next five years there. Yeah, I mean, it was... It- not really. I, we were going to travel in and out of there. Yeah, so but that was going to be our, our home base. Yeah, yeah. We were going to have it as a hub, but that was going to be our home base. Yeah, and this was coming off about a year uh, having spent in Asia Yeah, um, that we had been traveling. And so we had kind of gone through these personal journeys where we met each other. And then we spent some time traveling through Asia together. And this was us kind of coming back and planting a flag in the ground and saying, okay, we're here. Uh, What do we need to do? And we really had nothing going on. Nothing. Nothing. I mean, we had cut all ties. Yeah. Um, I was writing a blog that that maybe had about 100 followers. I wasn't doing much. I mean, we renovated, we spent like months renovating the, the trailer. But after that, it was pretty like empty. And I think that's when you said, okay, we should start the podcast because you had been thinking about it for a while and and we joined the workshop. And and so we got like kind of a a boost to uh, to launch this podcast and it just started. I mean, part of the reason we started the podcast was just that the life we were living such a crazy life Mm -hmm. and it felt like we should start talking about it. We were having these great conversations between ourselves and just felt like there's got to be other people out there that want to talk about these things. Yeah. And and this is crazy. And let's just put the mic on and and see where it goes. And the other, I think there was a deeper, more existential need at the time, which is like we need to find other people like like us that are that are interested in these things because we we were kind of alone mm-hmm. uh, at that point. And at least we had found each other. So you know, kind of had at least doubled yeah. our community. <laughs> but, you know, it, it it's it can be a lonely journey. Yeah. Um. So this was kind of our way to uh, send a signal out into the uh, universe yeah. and see if anyone picked it up and 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 kind of reflected it back. And I will also say before we move on into this this crazy journey of the last two years that I'm really glad we started this podcast for one reason, and that is that we. We have like memories. Like this is we're building we're recording memories for ourselves. Like if we never do that, but if I were to go back and listen to episode one, boy oh boy, I would be like transported back to that time where I was a completely different person and so were you and we were in a totally different place in our relationship. And it's just like I love that. I'm very proud and thankful that we're doing this. It, even if that ends up being the only thing that we get out of it, you know, and that's not been the only thing we're getting out of it, but just, I just wanted to say that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was pretty auspicious because the episode number one, we had scheduled to record it and literally two nights before 
we got called in by the owner of the land to come and like see him because he had something to tell us. And he literally told us we had to move yeah. the caravan, which we had just finished. Yeah. It was going to be the time to relax and enjoy the winter. Yeah. And this was like, we had had conversations about this uh, with them. about yeah. It was going to be a place where we could come back to for, well, indefinitely. Yeah. But at least for the next five years. Yeah. And now, like, with almost no notice, no we notice. got booted out in the middle of winter. And yeah. had, and we had to find a place for this thing. Yeah. And we didn't even have a way to move it. Yeah. So that's where we started. <laughs> yeah, that is literally episode one, is we recount the thing that we're being asked, okay, well, you need to leave. When are you leaving? Yeah. Uh, and so, so, yeah. So we started there. finally figured out how to move the trailer. We found people who were willing to have us on their land, which was absolutely not certain. At one point, we thought we were going to have to, like, sell the thing for a very little amount of money to, like, just get rid of it. But we we had just built it. It was our home. Um, And so... Yeah, you jump from we're gonna be five for on this land for five years to uh, okay, get the fuck out of here. Uh, okay, and then we move somewhere else, and we don't even know the people really whose land we're moving we on. Just we met just met them by of, stroke of luck, really. Yeah, and we just have to like take that big leap of faith that it's gonna work out. And so did they. Like they were really intent on helping us as like kind of elders uh, on the path. They were an older couple and, and we could have been their kids, like roughly. Uh, and so they, they really wanted to help us figure out the next step. It was never meant to be a long-term plan, but we ended up staying there for a few months until we decided, okay, we we need to leave. This is not working. And so during that, ta- that, that time, we started making money, even though we had... And before, like a few months before, no idea of how to make money. Yeah, we had no projects going on other than the podcast, and I was writing on a blog. Yeah. And uh, we started by editing other people's podcasts. Yeah. We picked up a couple jobs as a podcast producer. Yeah. And we still have some of those clients today, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, and I started doing coaching work. Um, this is about the time where I started uh, working as a coach friend of mine had approached me around helping her with her money. That's actually Kelly. Mm-hmm. And slowly I started to work with a, with a few people um, coaching. And that was kind of, that was the beginning. Yeah. And that really just came out of nowhere. Also, we got engaged during we got that engaged. period. We yeah. then got married a few months later. So within the first year of the podcast. And, and at the same time, I was also, we were in the beginning of forming our retreat company. Yeah. So we were kind of in the planning phases. We were just incorporating. We were planning our first trip. All that was Lots of too. Zoom calls and planning things were happening. And I actually found a picture of you hunched over our little table in the trailer with the lighting, the mood lighting that we had in there. And you're like wearing your robe and you're doing a Zoom call late at night because with the time zone difference, <laughs> that's all we could do. Oh, man, those were those are the times we, that you remember. We you worked know. the Vendange during that time. Yeah. Uh, we did the, the grape harvest in France terrible, uh, for a couple terrible weeks. Terrible work. We thought that would be fun. Turns out it's just back-breaking labor. That, um, it is. It is. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it was... Everything started speeding up, and we ended up selling the ca- the caravan, the trailer. It, that was a journey in we itself. We outgrew it. Yeah, yeah. We outgrew it really fast. We were working on the farm where we were living uh, part-time uh, yeah. for a couple hours or uh, two afternoons a, a week. Yeah. And we were starting to pick up too much business to do that anymore. And we're just getting tired of cleaning out chicken coops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was great for a time, but then we outgrew it really fast. And so... We'd... I think this whole experience has like put no, it's left, there's no question for me. There's no going back to the land. This uh, like back to the land idea. No, 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 no. I can't uh, say I, I agree with that. But, uh, <laughs> that's Alistair's opinion. Farming is hard fucking work. Yeah. And I don't particularly want to go and do that all the time. Fair, fair enough. Understandable. Um, but yeah, we, we put... We decided to sell the caravan, which was a heartbreaking decision. And you obviously can hear about 
this on the podcast. And I think that's the thing. Everything we're talking about right now, you can literally go and find an episode that correlates. Literally and all of it. Literally yeah. all of it. And there's also episodes that talk about the prior things, like the the our our journeys before we met, our travels together. And it, it's I'm so happy we did all this for our future selves, man. Um, and, and I mean, they're great travel stories. So you can, those are timeless. You can go back and listen and those won't, those won't age, but we sold the caravan. Oh, man, still pain, pain in my heart. Just remembering Shana it. Masala. Yeah. Her name was Shana Masala and, and she, she, we sold her, which was the best decision we've made. Honestly, this, it would, we thought about putting it in storage and keeping it for a while. And that would have been a terrible idea. Um, and then we moved in with my mom for a month, uh, to kind of, basically move our stuff out of the caravan and into her place and also redoing my bedroom and, you know, like kind of organizing all our stuff that was all of a sudden in her apartment. And what's funny that I've like reflected on this morning is we recorded episode 50 about where the podcast is was going in her apartment when we were in that transitional period. And as we are now in a total transition period, again, living with parents while we figure shit out, we're recording episode 100. I have to say, I never see it coming. I think that's the thing about this these last two years is I think we figured it out and then it all changes. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. been several times where we're like, okay, we can kind of see what the next few years are going to look like. Yeah. And then the carpet gets pulled out from under us and... Uh, we are again scrambling to figure out what the hell we're doing yeah. in our lives. Yeah. And that was another period of that. Uh, we had actually just decided to move to Guatemala mm -hmm. and we moved there for, well, the plan was like, hey, we'll feel it out for like three months. We're going to just start doing this like slow travel thing yeah. and go to a place for maybe three months and then move to another place. Yeah. So we went to Lake Atitlan in Guatemala, which is this beautiful uh, volcanic caldera, uh, basically a lake. It was a caldera, it's now a lake, and there's a bunch of volcanoes around it, and it's kind of tropical Central America. Eternal spring. Eternal spring. It's It was glorious. It sounded awesome. And the way we figured that out was just like, okay, well, we need a good internet connection. We don't have a lot of money. And the, there was a couple other basic things. Julie Roxanne needed certain requirements for her kitchen and these kind of things. And uh, I, I went on Airbnb and just looked up and down the kind of Pacific coast. Or, yeah. Central and South America yeah. until we found a place we liked that looked like a cool place. And that's how we decided to go there. Yeah. And we kind of got stuck there. It was such a beautiful place. We thought we we're going to be there for three months. We end up being there for eight months. And I think what was interesting is that when we took the leap to move there, there was fear that what we were earning was not going to be enough. And that, you know, there was a, oh, but we should stay in the caravan because here we don't pay rent and we can just save money. Except we weren't saving money. You know, it, we, we actually like the cost of living in France was such that even though we weren't paying rent, we were not saving that much money from what we were earning. And so moving. Plus, to we got into a situation which was not our original intention. Yes. Our original intention was to create a travel hub that we could come in and out of and have a place to hang our boots up. Yeah. And then after we got booted off the land, we found ourselves on someone else's land that we didn't know so well. And there was no, you know, they weren't so in line with that vision and we couldn't leave as much. And we were kind of having to, we were working for them a little bit. Like it wasn't, it was it not wasn't what we wanted. It wasn't what we wanted. Yeah. No, so we ended up moving to Guatemala at first for three months and then and then we just prolonged and we ended up staying six months and then the pandemic happened and then we stayed a total of eight or nine months, I believe. Um, and that is when we started thinking, oh, okay, well, maybe we could stay here. And I had been thinking that from the beginning, personally. I think Alistair was like, oh, but Mexico. And I was like, why? It's This is great. This is a beautiful house. We have a beautiful, like... Uh, we un we know the way around the town. We know where to get our stuff, which is always very important for me. Uh, I'm a nester. And so I was just, this is great. Let's, let's stay here. And then the pandemic happened. Which, we well, one of the significant things about the pandemic was we had four retreats lined up yeah. for the rest of the year. So although that this part of the year was kind of empty and we could do this, but we had 
we knew we needed to go back to California because we're leading a pair of retreats there. Yeah. And then we're going to be going to France to lead a retreat there, etc. And so the rest of the year was pretty mapped out about where we were going to be. Like, for, we're, and it was kind of nice. It's like, oh, look, we have some structure. And then the pandemic happened and said, nope, nothing, nope. nothing. Take it all off. It's all off the table. You got to figure something else out. And it was like, okay, that was also my major source of income this year. Um, so great. Uh, <laughs> all righty, let's flip then. Let's pivot. And uh, that also happened to be the time we attended our first ayahuasca retreats together. Yeah. Uh, we found a couple of American shamans that were trained in Peru that were leading retreats, ayahuasca retreats in Guatemala, literally across the lake from us. And we resonated with the way that they approached it a lot. And so we decided to jump and, and like go do our first retreat. One of, one of the things I took away from the first time I did ayahuasca, which was back in 2014, I think, or maybe even 2013, 2014, I think, was... I will never do this again without a guide that I totally trust. Mm -hmm. The the shaman or the guide or the facilitator or whoever is extremely important yeah. for those kind of ceremonies. And I had gotten lucky the first time when I went down to Peru. I, I just, I kind of took a shot and I got lucky yeah. and it worked. But I could see how dangerous that could have been if I got unlucky. Yeah. So when we met, uh, this couple in, in Guatemala doing this kind of work, we actually went out for coffee with Zach first. And uh, it was clear really quickly. It's like, okay, this is someone I can do it with. Yeah. And it was partly because uh, Zach takes a very integral approach. He brings in a lot of other kind of, you know, he brings in some Buddhism, brings in psychology. And in that way, I think actually it's it's been more catered because you go down to Peru and you and when I worked with shamans down there, there's there's no explanation. Yeah. You go and you do the thing. And it's the jungle way. Yeah. Well, this was actually in Cusco in the highlands, but it was sim it was a similar feeling, which I think is just more the indigenous way, which mm -hmm. is like through example. Yeah. And there and us Westerners need a lot of explanation or theory or whatever. And and I've actually found this other way very helpful. Mm -hmm. Um I th I think sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't for Westerners. And this way has been helpful because we've had someone that can kind of bridge it from its kind of native origins, yeah. right? And who's who's studied um, in 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 that, and he has he has the title maestro, which was given to him by his teacher, who who is a who is a comes from a long lineage of, of mestizo, and mestizo. yeah. So he has that background and that training, but then he also has. A Western background. And so he's able to kind of bridge those two worlds. And that's been really, really powerful. Yeah. And I think uh, I this was my first time working with the medicine and it, it, it profoundly uh, shifted, the, shifted the focus or not shifted the focus. It's profoundly revealed something I'd always known, but somehow couldn't really fully consciously know. So it just revealed that Oh yeah, no, this, the, this is going to be a huge part of my life. There is something I've always been very sensitive and sort of connected to the other worlds, even though I didn't have any, um, you know, kind of training or guidance in that. But this, it's obvious to me that this is what I want to do, you know, and, and so, uh, and some form of it. I'm not saying, oh, for sure, I'm going to be an ayahuasca shaman. That sounds like a really difficult job. And I'm not sure if I'm 100% ready to commit my life to this, but I know that my work has to do with leading people through liminal space. And this has been a major uh, revelation. And it's almost like everything else I was doing had to uh, change because of that revelation, because I was not. Like most of my days were not spent doing that or doing work around that. So uh, this happened at also a really interesting time in the world where basically we did our retreat the first week where Guatemala went into lockdown. And the first week, the whole world w got into lockdown. We and, and the retreat was over seven days and there was no connection to the outside world. And it really felt like you could go in and come out and the world was going to have burnt down yeah. or been a really different price. Yeah. It, it was a felt like a really crazy time and also just the right time to be doing this kind of work. And, and so just kind of speeding up a little bit is 
at this point, we have no idea where we're going to go. We know that we're kind of stuck in Guatemala in the sense that the it's hard to leave and you can't come back if you leave. And we were just really happy there. So we thought, okay, well, we're not going to take the chance and leave and then not be able to come back. Um, our lease was up. So we ended up deciding to move across the lake to be closer to uh, the, the shamans we're talking about and to kind of you know, be their neighbors and see what's hap what happens. And, uh, and it was great. We did a lot of work with them. We were living in the same kind of neighborhood community vibe place. And, and we did a lot of beautiful work. We got trained as combo practitioners and, we only lived there for two months. But we thought we were going to be there for the exactly. next two years. Like two, two weeks into moving, we were like looking over the land and thinking, wow, we can literally live here for years. And we should. Uh, so Maybe we you're were noticing like, a theme here is we think we find, you yeah. know, oh, okay, this is where we're going to be. Great. And yes. then every time it's... I have to say, though, I feel like that last one, that la really, like, cured a lot of that for me. <laughs> I am no longer, I have no expectations about what life's going to look like anymore, because I don't know. Every time I think I know, something crazy happens. And so we thought we were going to stay there because it was great. We were in a paradise. We had ayahuasca shamans next door, and we could do the, the medicine work we wanted to we do. We literally had our food delivered to us. Yeah. I mean, we had a sauna down by a, a lake with three volcanoes. At night, you could see a volcano on the horizon erupting, the stars, the, the plants, the flowers, the animals. It was, it was paradise. It was amazing. But there's this weird thing when you start following your path or, like, kind of narrowing in on you know, whatever it is you're calling, I think mm -hmm. is a good way to say it, is that it doesn't give a fuck about your comfort or about where you are right now or if you think you should stay there. Yeah. And it has these really sharp turns. Yeah. And um, and that kind of happened to us. Is And I don't know how to explain it other than you just get the message that, you know, your life is going to be somewhere else or at least the next stage of your life, yeah. right? Because it's... This whole thing is like we can we never can see very far ahead. It's kind of like the metaphor I like to think of is if you're trekking, right, and you're climbing a mountain, a lot of times you can't see the top of that mountain. Most of the time you can't. You might be able to see 100 yards in, in front of you. And really, you, you really need to just focus on the next step mm -hmm. and the next step. And if you do that, you'll get to the top. But if you try to, like, look at where you're going... One, you may not be able to see it. And even if you can, it might crush you. Yeah, you yeah. Know, just yeah. knowing where you're trying to get to, which is way, way over there. So it's like, okay, next step, next step. And I will have the resources to take the next step. And I will have the resources to deal with what presents itself when I take the next step. And that's really like over and over. It's the only way to stay sane on this journey because we literally just cannot see very far ahead. Yeah. And that's why you hear us talk a lot about uncertainty on this podcast. I don't know. Or the unknown, right? Like, I know we've done multiple episodes on the hero's journey, which is uh, strongly resonates with, with me. Um, because this is all about going into our personal unknowns. This is all about really having the, um, the courage and the faith to go on that journey. And I think part of the podcast is about hoping that we can maybe inspire or model or whatever, or, you know, kind of, or even just accompany you, listener, on that same journey. Because I think that this is a journey that is not very much encouraged yeah. in, in our modern Western societies. And I think actually, uh, most of the time, it's discouraged, mm -hmm. um, and we're we're fooled into believing that we should be chasing these other things, you know, whatever it might be, success, money, comfort, security, all these things. And I think, you know, Joseph Campbell has this, this quote where he says, you know, I don't think people are searching for meaning in their lives. I think they're searching for the sense of being alive. And I think this journey, whatever it is for us, right, and, and that doesn't mean yours is going to look anything like ours. Mm -hmm. um, if it's yours, it won't. Uh, but finding this this calling, finding Ariadne's thread and following it into your own unknown kind of darkness, that I think is what we're all here for, is to go on that journey to figure out like 
what life is asking of us and and who we are and become that person and then embody that right and and embody it to the degree that we can and then to the next degree like this is kind of the journey that i am 100% committed to and that i think this podcast is about yeah i love i love everything you just said and and i mean to add my my own kind of take on this is first off i think this is probably the thread of what we talk about when we come together you and i as a couple to talk about stuff this is usually something that comes up over and over and over again and you might have your own resources and toolbox to to kind of accompany you on that journey and i have my own and they intersect a lot but they're also not the same and thank i god. think that yeah thank god and i think that is what makes this bond that we have so strong too is that we both bring a different perspective and a different tools different tools and resources on that journey and i think you said something that just profoundly resonated which is like this this turn that life asks you to take and for me as i reflect on my journey and i can like take it all the way back to 5 years ago when i really took the the real first leap of faith that this was going to work out but i needed to take that leap because i could not not take it Every time I'm asked to take a leap, it's bigger these days. And I actually think it's going to get more like that. But because I have built practice and faith through smaller leaps and it has worked out, I remember when we when we first got introduced to the idea that we might not be able to live in Guatemala and we might need to come to the US, which is which is what has happened. Um, we had we had just done our first combo treatment. And if you don't know what combo is, next episode, tell you all about it. But at the end of that ceremony, we heard our teacher, our, our shaman, Jess, say something to one of the apprentices about how they're going to move back. And we, I was like, wait, what? You're moving back? And this whole back time, to back to the US. And this whole time we had created this future where we're here for years and we study the medicine with them as our neighbor in this, and neighbors in this paradise. And then all of a sudden, gone. And I remember after the ceremony, I was extremely spiritually like elevated and tapped out, uh, tapped in and you were pretty tired and you like were, you know, like this came as a big thing for you. And I remember we were sitting looking at the view and the lake and the volcanoes and I just thought, oh, okay. Oh, this is the next sleep. Huh? Didn't see that one coming. All right. Well, I guess we're going to have to take it. And then in my mind, it's it's just a matter of, you know, how much time we take to come to the the realization that we really need to surrender to what life life is asking of us. But yeah, that's what happened within. And then after that, the last month and month and a half after that, that we had to spend in Guatemala were um, just slowly getting used to the idea that we were going to come to the U S and, and probably uh, ground here for a bit. And that implied so much work and that still does we're in that transition as we speak we have left guatemala two months ago we are in the u.s i'm in the process of getting my residency here which is we've gotten (laughs) we bought a massive truck with a camper on the back of it yeah currently trying to figure out how to put solar on it i've had to stop all of my work that was bringing in money to our to to us dude that was and that's been another leap we've I mean, for us, it was, from our perspective, this was a really crazy decision to come back to the U.S., which is much more expensive, much more neurotic, yeah. right, in an election season, and was the hotspot of the world for coronavirus. Yeah. Like, uh, it was really hard to hear that message yeah. that, that we had to come back. But there's also, um, and I've gotten better in tuning into it, and I think this goes, yeah, I like what you said about, like, the leaps get bigger, because I think this is something I would say to anyone on this journey or wanting to start this journey if they if they feel like they're not on it is you start just start taking leaps whether they're however small and you they know need to be. what they need yeah. to be yeah they're, they're the leaps are the places where that scare you right there but but something calls you there and you feel like the those places that we all have that that um you know uh, steven spielberg says it comes as a whisper we hear those those messages um I'm going to take, if you take those leaps, no matter how small they are, like maybe if you're 
if you're terrified, like maybe maybe you, you never go out of your house and you're terrified of going out of your house, right? That leap could be going in your front yard. And yeah. The leap could be like walking across the street and then taking a walk around the block, whatever. It doesn't matter. I think Start it's more the posture of learning how to meet your edge and and then maybe go beyond it, yeah. right? And then and integrate that. And then over time that's gonna that's going to take you on your journey wherever you want to go. And it's funny because um you know, I'm thinking about, you know, you made the connection that episode 50, about a year ago, we were at your mom's kind of regathering. I like to say we were visiting parents. No, no, we, no we, were, we, were. we were living with them uh, as we are now. That's what happens when um, when you're homeless. <laughs> but We but, have extremely supportive families. Yeah. And we couldn't imagine the life that we have without them. Although I think it's possible oh, in sure. every context. But we, we have... But part of this life is being resourceful with what you have. Yeah. And yes. for us, like we have supportive families. Yeah. So you use that. You yeah. use whatever you got. You've been given these things. And I think it would be disrespectful of the gift not to use them. Yes. In in a way that, that kind of helps you get get where you're going. And I think I want to use this episode to just throw out a big shout out to our family members and, and the way that they uh support us on this journey and have since the beginning. Um I know it's challenging for them too, in a lot of ways, <laughs> not just because we often spend time here and or with our parents and live with them, but I, I see the growth that my mom has gone through since I've started my journey. You can't do your, when you do your own work, it influences everyone around you and it influences your partner, your children, your parents, everyone that you're in close relationship with. So I just wanted to throw a little shout out here. So what's funny about, this time is that I can take it back even further because the last time I was here like this with with my parents was when I was 27 he's 33 now yeah I think I think it was about six years ago and a little bit maybe more I'm never good with dates but uh but th- it was right before it was when I was preparing to go travel on my own mm-hmm. so I had I had I had kind of left my job. I, I had gotten out of a relationship and a business partnership and worked on my health and basically left San Diego where I'd lived for a decade. Mm-hmm. And I'd come back home for a few months and I was preparing to go on a personal journey journey into the unknown and travel the world. And that was before I had met you. And, um, and this is very similar to that. We've come back to kind of regather and and prepare and it feels very similar it's that same kind of like oh man like we're kind of on the edge and looking over the edge and seeing how far down it is and you know and but there's two major differences between now and that time for me one of them is you last time I was doing this alone this time I'm not we're doing this together and so that that's that's massive, and that's made that the, brings its own uh, set of challenges. Of course, but it's also a really big resource to tap yeah, into. Yeah, but that's like, and it, it, I think, on its own, you know, that's made the last six-year journey worth it. Mm. Is finding each other, and because that's been such a catalyzing relationship for us. Totally. Um, but there's a second part, which is that the first time I was going out to kind of. I would say, you know, you could say like find my purpose or or I was looking for different perspectives. I felt really lost and I just felt like the life I was living and the paradigm I was in was not for me. I I felt a stranger to it and it didn't feel good and I was I was looking I I needed to go see other ways and I was hoping that maybe I'd find a find a a new doorway into a different kind of life. And there was a desperation that came with that feeling mm. too. And I don't feel that now. I don't feel like I'm going out in search of that as much as I'm going out to live that. Like there's a purpose this time. Um, and there's a sense, there's more of a sense of, I know what this is about. There, There's a sense that I've heard my calling. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean I know it 100%, right? Like, because that's not how that stuff works. You have to you 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 take a step and it becomes a little bit more clear and you take the next step and it's a it's a radical process of simplifying mm-hmm. simplifying and and getting down to the core essence of what it is getting you know and and getting to know really 
what it is that your soul that is your soul, you know. And I think that's definitely. I'm not going to claim to have have sorted all that out, but there's definitely a sense of direction mm. that was not there six years ago, and um, and I think those are the two major differences this time around. Before we leap onto this this next adventure, I'm going to start to bring it down, bring it back into uh, the thread of where we're going, and also we're going to wrap up soon because I want to be mindful of time, um, but. I just want to say just a little bit about what we think the next stage of life is going to hold for us. Although, again, if you've listened to this podcast, you probably know by now that you cannot trust any of that because it might just change in two months and we'll adjust. My my mom is going crazy over that, by the way. She hates how uncertain my life is. I can never plan anything. People ask me how you're doing. I don't know how to tell them. It feels uncertain when you look forward, but when you look back, it's it like, feels like destiny. Yeah, it, it does. It feels like it was written in you your path. You can't connect the dots going forward. Yeah. It just but, that, no. But looking backward, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so I think where we're at now, so this is October 8th, 2020. As we're recording this, uh, we are in San Jose, California. I am applying for my residency, my U.S. residency. Um, Alistair is shifting and kind of rebranding all the work that he's been doing with Kelly for two years now. Yeah. We are getting ready to hop on an adventure on a little house on wheels across the U.S. And we'll see where things take us once, you know, maybe travel bans are a little lifted and easier to, act, like, go across borders and stuff. I'd like to go to Canada. That would be cool. But we have we have no plans. Uh, we have no plans except that we're trying to get this this sweet rig of ours ready to hit the road. That's a big a big focus of ours right now, and we are going to uh, go and meet back up with our our shaman friends and see what life has in store for us. I think this is the big thing. You want to continue to lead retreats, and it's going to happen. Um, so I think next year. There's more retreats coming. I think Yosemite is happening after having to postpone it in 2020. If you don't know about Yosemite, it's like the flagship retreat of, of Alistair's business. And it's epic. Highly encouraged that you go and, and read about that. And yeah, I mean, I don't we, we don't know what life is going to hold. But I think what we wanted to do with this episode is just reaffirm our commitment to sharing the journey on this podcast for the next hundred episodes and, <laughs> and re-invite you yeah. to kind of join on this adventure. And I, and I think for me, as I, you know, reflect on this podcast, I think we, we hit it pretty well on the head with the tagline of uh, stepping off the beaten path and learning to live from your center. Yeah. And since then we've kind of added a third part, which is, and find your tribe. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's something that's some of the vision we have for this podcast in the future is we would like to take it offline. We would like to uh, find ways to connect to people that really resonate around these ideas um, in, in, and maybe build more more of our tribe, more of our community around that. So that's something we're thinking about is, is, is doing that. But, um, but I think the title has, has been pretty good. I'm not so sure about the uh, Adventures in Unconventional Living. I feel like there's more to it than that. And sometimes I feel like that sells us a little short, but um, but overall, I think it, we've nailed it pretty well from a hundred episodes ago. Yeah, and and we've we've lived true to that kind of promise. And I think at the core, this podcast, if I were to take a stand, this podcast is about the idea that the way the way we can we do anything in the world, the way we heal the world, improve it, whatever, is through individual sovereignty and is through our own individual healing and growth. Uh, and it is whatever work we do for ourselves, we model that to others. And whatever work we do for ourselves, whatever treasures we find, we're able to give that to others. And that this is the way uh, the world evolves. This is the way the world grows, is by individuals doing their own work yeah. for the whole. And uh, that's... That's really what I think this podcast has been about. And I think you can expect 
That's what this podcast is going to continue to be about. 100%. (laughs) It's just, this is the work you, it doesn't matter what you do. It matters how you do it. And that is how you change and improve and serve and and help out and heal our communities, our our environments, our world. Um, I think we both truly believe that. And so if you uh if you stick around for the next hundred episodes, we I think you can expect a lot of that. You can expect that we're gonna talk about things that are associated with that. We've started talking about ayahuasca and combo and medicine work in general. I think we're fascinated with this, like consciousness expanding medicines. Um, And I think you can expect that we're going to keep talking about this on this podcast. Uh, I personally am a big, like I love talking about the divine feminine and the divine masculine and how they relate to each other. I think this has been extremely helpful in our relationship. And this is something I, I hope we can keep talking about in some capacity on this podcast, spirituality in general and like health and healing recognizing our own traumas and recognizing our healing and responsibility, taking responsibility for what we have to heal as adults in the world. Yeah, it's a journey on becoming who we are in entirety and in like kind of reclaiming our wildness uh, and and kind of living into our wholeness. I I, There's something that um, I heard recently, I was listening to Jordan B. Peterson lecture and he was he got asked a question about politics and about like, you know, left and right. And I won't go into the question much, but his response, I think, and I think it's really pertinent to this time and when this podcast is going to come out right around election. Well, we're in an election right now as we record this and probably still will be when it comes out. And, you know, he kind of just avoided the whole, is it the left or the right or whatever? And it's like, look, just do less, less bad. If you do that for yourself, like if if you commit to that journey on your own to do less bad, not even do good, just just do less bad. Work on yourself, right? Like yeah. explore the darkness inside you and learn how to be a better human being, whatever that means for you, right? Like go on that personal quest. Mm. If everyone does that work, we will have a better society. We will have a society that we want to be a part of. And I think... Um, that's really sticking with me right now as we go into this craziness because it's so much about what he said and what she said and what they're not doing and what they're doing. And we're, we're just pointing fingers and looking out at everyone else. And I think um, for me, I think this is the antidote. Is It's not just look inward and stay there, right? But it's like the, the journey, the way that we're going to improve these communities and the world we live in is at its core, a personal journey. Each one of us has to go on it. Um, and I think that's where the work is. If we start there, uh, and then by no means do we end there. But if, if we focus on how we can do less bad, uh, I think we're off to a really, really good start. And to just give you some practicalities of what you can expect from this podcast or how we're going to continue to talk about all of this is, as you can see, we like longer format conversations. We think that this is where we can dig deep and go into the the real heart of the topics. And we usually have episodes that are about an hour long and more for interviews. So this is what you can expect. You can expect that what we like to do is is have one-on-one conversations like this where we maybe explore a topic. Uh, we also like once in a while to just give a life update because as we <laughs> shared, it's just it's, the ride is pretty crazy and we want to be able to document it and kind of keep you up to speed on what's happening. So we do that every so often and we want to move towards more interviews with people that are inspiring us. We've had a blast doing more interviews in the last few months, and I think we want to continue on that journey. And you can expect that there are going to be people who have a lot to say about everything we just talked about. And I will end with, if you've been here since the beginning, if you're an OG from the Far Out podcast, if you were here since the caravan days, I salute you. We salute you. We're grateful for you being here. And If you've been here for less than that, we're happy you're here. We're just so grateful that this message is reaching a group of people 
who benefit from what we're sharing because we're living our life in the hopes of helping the collective as well. And this is one of the ways we do that. So thank you for being here. We appreciate it so much. It's been a crazy fun ride. And as always, thank you so much for being here, for listening, for absorbing, integrating, healing, doing everything you do. Doing your own work. Doing your own work. Going on your own path. Thank you. We know what it takes. It's hard. (laughs) We see you. (laughs) We see you. (laughs) And if nothing else, I hope that maybe uh, these episodes are... A little bit of therapy. Yeah. You know, a little bit of catharsis. (laughs) If you're also on your own path and you know those turns we're talking about, at least you can come here once a week and laugh about them with us, you know? Yes. And explore these ideas and uh, just have fun with it and not take ourselves too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. You do the work, but, you know, it's it's fun. At the end of the day, (laughs) yeah, just have fun with it. Well, if um, if you're here and you would like to support us on this journey as we share everything with you and as we put out this weekly podcast uh you can do so we have a patreon it's patreon.com slash the far out couple you can support us for a few dollars a month and um it might not be much for you but it's a lot for us because it all adds up and it's also energy that is being put back into what we do it's not just about money it's about like energetical exchange and we appreciate the reciprocity so thank you for considering uh, becoming a patron patreon.com slash the far out couple yes and uh, two other ways you can support us is by sharing this episode with a friend share the podcast just share the podcast yeah. with anyone who you think would benefit from tuning into this conversation that we're having every week grassroots that's how we spread and the last way is by leaving a review on apple podcasts if you've been here for a while and you've thought already oh man i need to leave a review that would be helpful please do that please do it today if you've been waiting if you've been like putting it off please do it today it's you can't understand the importance it is to leave a review on itunes it really helps the podcast show up that's one of the ways you can support us and it doesn't cost anything except a little bit of your time and you don't even have to have been here a while yeah yeah if you're just if you're happy just go and leave a leave a hey great thumbs up (laughs) you don't even have to write a whole thing we will be happy with it well with that being said we will see you next week here's to the next 100 episodes yayo toodles toodles